Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my recap for UFC 252 and my predictions for the next card. So UFC 252, I will have to admit that my mind wasn't fully paying attention to it because I was with friends, we were drinking, and I was just not fully focused on it. But I did uh, re-watch it again uh, the next day. I watched most of the pay-per-view uh, in the night, but I I missed most of the prelims. Some okay prelim uh, um, performances. I was impressed with uh, Virna Jandiroba, who de uh, defeated Felice Herrig by armbar. That was really impressive considering how good Felice is on the ground. I was also impressed with uh, Chris Dalkis, his uh, knockout in the first round against Parker Porter, and also the Kai Kamaka fight against Tony Kelly that was also a very fun fight where these guys were just trading trading shots for three rounds I'm surprised no one went down it was one of those fights where it was it was really good and it's crazy how it opened up the card um before I talk about the main card let me give you my rating on the entire card try something new so my rating for this card, I would give it a probably honestly like a four, five out of ten. I would give it a five out of ten. wasn't the greatest to be honest, but um, I just you know what I feel like I have very high expectations for pay per view cards, especially considering I've been around for UFC 189, UFC 205, UFC 217. Like, these are, for me, those are 10 out of 10 cards. So, and that's a lot to live up to, to be honest. Those cards were just, like, from the beginning to the end, at least for the main cards, for those ones, they were just so good. This one, yeah, I would have to say a 5 would do, or a 6. 5 would I would be more comfortable with. It wasn't anything that spectacular but uh, i'll start off with the main event uh stipe miacic he defeated daniel cormier by unanimous decision for me i had it at uh, three rounds to two for um for stipe daniel he most likely i gave it to him for round one and round four and round four was surprising that he won because in round three, he got eye poked really badly, and in my opinion, that changed the momentum of the fight. But regardless, Stipe got eye poked early in round one as well. So, we, can, in my opinion, I can't really look at that as a factor to who won the fight. I just think uh, Stipe he was better mostly in the clinch and with his striking, he just landed the more significant strikes in this uh, fight. And by the end of the five rounds, even though I was pretty drunk and I wasn't even following round by round, but the next day I rewatched it, uh, even though um, <laughs> I wasn't in a sober state, I still had the feeling that Stipe won the fight. It was clear to me Stipe was just dominating, not dominating, but he was just doing a little bit better than Daniel for five rounds. So Stipe defended his heavyweight championship. Daniel Cormier afterwards announced his retirement from the sport, which was going to be a decision he'd make regardless of the win or the loss. 
Um, but what do I think? Do I think he's going to come back? Is he just bluffing? Is this, yeah, I'll be gone for now, but I'll come back later? To be honest, I don't think so. And a lot of that has to do with how he set up his career post-fighting. You know, he's doing podcasting. He's doing color commentating. It's just, he's busy outside of fighting and making money outside of fighting. So there's very little incentive for him to return back unless it's for legacy. But in my opinion, Daniel Cormier does not need to prove anything else. He's proved more than enough, more than most people can ever dream of. So I think it's a good time for him to put his career to rest. He's 41 years old. He's not getting younger and it's not going to get any easier, especially with the heavyweights that are coming out now, man. Like I'm excited with Bozer. I'm excited with the guy who looks like Frank Mir. <laughs> There's, I always call him the guy who looks like Frank Mir, but uh, I need to put a name to this because he looked really good in his uh, debut in the UFC, but uh, I'll find the name. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. But looks like a young Frank Mir. And I just see these heavyweights and it's a new time. It's a new era of heavyweights. Francis Ngannou is like at the top of the, the new faces, in my opinion. So Daniel, he's had his time. He's proved so much, and I'm definitely going to do a video on him. I'm actually working on the video right now. As for Stipe, Stipe, in my opinion, this win kind of solidifies him as the greatest heavyweight of all time. Um, yeah, it's really it's really hard to say that because there's just too, so many heavyweight greats. You got Fedor, we got Randy Couture, we got... Oh man, even DC, you know, there, there's just so many names, Cain Velasquez, but I do think aside from his fighting style as well, which is very well-rounded, he provided the accolades that no other heavyweight was able to provide. So um, I think uh, Stipe, he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. That's just how I see it now, especially after defeating Daniel Cormier for a second time. And I think a good fight for him next. I know John Jones recently vacated his belt and is going to heavyweight now. That would be a fun fight. I would love to see that. But Francis Ngannou just makes sense. You know, this guy's on a tear right now. I know he lost to Stipe a couple years back. But I just feel like he's such a different fighter from then. And I really want to see that rematch. I do think... Stipe is going to win that fight again, unless, once again, Francis just gets the punch. He connects with the one punch, and then it's over, but Stipe is just, he's so good, man. He's so good right now, and uh, yeah, that's the matchup I want to see, but John Jones would be fun, too. Let's go to the co-main event. Uh, Marlon Vera defeated Sean O'Malley by TKO, elbows, and punches on the ground. In the first round, I remember watching this with my friends and I was like, damn, that sucks for Sean O'Malley, man. Um, because there was so much hype going behind him for this one. This is the new face of the Bantamweight division. Everyone loves Sean O'Malley. I really like Sean O'Malley too. I think he's very entertaining. But um, Marlon Vera, man, Chito Vera, he connected with a kick to the knee. And I know a lot of people are saying, no, Sean O'Malley just like injured his leg. No, it was... A kick to his kneecap, 
that started it all. And well done to Marlon Vera. For me, it's like, if you don't consider that a true win by him connecting with a good kick, that's like, for me, I think I consider that as the equivalent of Chris Weidman's win against Anderson Silva for the second time when he checked the kick perfectly. People didn't consider that as a win too. They're like, it was lucky. I'm like, there's skills to do these things. You know, you can't just leave your leg open and just assume that the leg is going to break without checking it. And the same thing with here. Uh, Chito, he connected with a nice leg kick that started all the issues. Sean's leg gave out and he ended it with some really nice ground and pound, nice elbows. And that too, how can you take how can you take away from the ground and pound that he threw? Not everyone could finish fights like that on the ground, but he did. And very impressive performance by uh Marlon Chito Vera. I did not pick him for this for this fight. I picked Sean O'Malley to win it. But um I'm always happy when fighters prove me wrong and prove many other people wrong. I think uh, that's exciting. So good for Marlon on winning that fight and just just proving a lot of people wrong, including myself. And I also got the main event wrong. I thought Daniel Cormier was going to win. Out of the two shows where I gave you guys my predictions, I was wrong so far. So I do apologize for that. I'm not the greatest at picking these fights, so do not... <laughs> do not listen to my word if you're trying to make bets. That's all I'm saying. I also want to talk about the fight between Jarzinho Rosenstrike. He defeated Junior Dos Santos in the second round. Honestly, this is just... It was one of those fights that you expected to go down the way it did. I thought it was going to happen in the first round, but uh, Jarzinho, he ended it in the second by punches. And all I could really say about this fight is that it sucks to see Junior Dos Santos lose because he's one of my favorite fighters of all time. Back in his prime, man, this guy was, oh man, this guy was an absolute destroyer. I did not think anyone was going to be able to walk out of a cage with him without being knocked out first. And his boxing is probably some of the best boxing in MMA history. I will go up to say that about him, but He's old. He's old now. He's a shell of him, his former self. And right now he's just fighting up and comers or just doing these fights with uh, other veterans. And it's just, you know, it sucks to see your heroes kind of get to this point in their careers. But I will never forget when Junior Dos Santos was the baddest man on the planet and he was exciting, man. He was exciting, and he's such a nice guy, too. So all the best to Junior. I hope, um, for me personally, I really do hope he retires. He doesn't have anything more to prove, but if he does want to fight to make the money, I'm all for that as well. Uh, Jorginho Rosenstrike expected to win this fight, and he did it. Who do I think he should fight, fight next? Hmm. I was going to say Derek Lewis, but Derek Lewis is going to fight Curtis Blades. Man, honestly, give him like, hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing him fight the winner of Andre Arlovsky and Tanner Bozer. I know that's like a big stretch, 
Especially if Tanner Bozer beats Andre Arlovsky and does it convincingly, like a first-round knockout, I think you should give him Jarzinho Rosenstrike. I think that might be a little big, bit of a big jump, but I'm supporting Tanner Bozer, man. He's, he's exciting. Um, what are some other fights I want to talk about? So uh, Daniel Pineda, he knocked out uh, Herbert Burns in the second round, elbows, and Marab Devashvili. He defeated John Dotson by unanimous decision. Marab is crazy, man. I really like that guy. I can't wait to see more of him in the future. But let's move on to the next card, which is UFC on ESPN 15. And that's going to be headlined by Pedro Munoz and Frankie Edgar. To be honest, that's probably the only fight on this card that I could really give you my prediction on. Um... The other fight that was on this card was uh, Uriah Hall versus Yoel Romero. And it sucks that... I, who got injured? One of them got injured. And it sucks that it's not on this card anymore. But I still like the Pedro Munoz and Frankie Edgar fight. I think uh, it's one of those matchups that it could... It's really hard to pick. And you know me, I'm bad with these picks. I want to say Frankie Edgar. My heart's saying Frankie Edgar, but I just, I feel like he's not, he doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't have it in comparison to his prime. When he was in his prime, he was, oh man, he was absolutely wild. And this is also going to be his debut at 135, wouldn't it? He's going to be cutting a lot of weight and also his speed. His speed isn't going to be a factor anymore like it was back in lightweight when he was a smaller guy but his speed really was the reason he was able to beat his opponents in the lightweight division but Pedro Munoz Pedro he's coming off a win or a loss he lost to Aljamain Sterling at UFC 238 but prior to that, he KO'd uh, Cody Garbrandt and Brian Caraway. He had some impressive wins prior to that. This is hard. This is really hard. I actually don't know who I'm going to pick because Frankie, he's also coming off of a loss from two losses from Max Holloway and Chan Sung Jung. The last one was in 2018 against Cub Swanson. So this is hard because he did defeat Yair Rodriguez, but that was in 2017. I just don't think that's the same Frankie Edgar anymore, unfortunately. Oh my God, I have no idea. I have no idea because it's so it's kind of really evenly matched based on where both men are in their careers. So good matchmaking. But if I was to uh, make a pick, oh, man, I really want to pick Frankie Edgar because I just uh, I, I love Frankie Edgar so much. One of my favorite fighters of all time. And he definitely has the best walkout of all time. If you guys don't know, it's kicking the door by Biggie Smalls. And whenever he walks out to that, I'm just like, this is so sick this is so cool how a fighter is walking out to this gangster ass song one of my favorite songs of all time and oh so good i love it but um i will see right now i'm i'm on the edge of my heart's picking frankie and my head's picking pedro i'm gonna have to go with my heart i'm gonna pick frankie edgar by hmm Oh my god, you know what? Man. Yeah, I'm 
I'm gonna pick Frankie Edgar by decision. I'm not confident with that. I'm gonna pick Pedro. I think, man. I think I'm gonna pick Pedro by a finish, like a a knockout in the first or second round. To be honest, it's just uh, he has the finishing power. Frankie Edgar, he's not able to take. He's not able to take a punch like he once did. He got KO'd by Chan Sung Jung, Brian Ortega, and. Um, it sucks to say because I love Frankie, man, but uh, I'm just going to have to go with Pedro, maybe by second round TKO. That's going to be my prediction. Uh, aside from that, there's not really anyone else I could uh, give a prediction for, but I am excited for Maria Agapova. She's going to be fighting Shanna Dobson, and I like Maria Agapova, man, from Kazakhstan, and she is going to be a serious contender in the women's flyweight division, in my opinion. She's 9-1. and one. I think she could get past Shanna Dobson, who is, I think she's 3-4 and four right now. So I think the UFC is really trying to build up Maria Agapova. They, they sense that, uh, they sense the star power from her, and she's really young still, too. I think she's still like 23. That's crazy. She's 23 years old and fighting in the UFC. So I'm excited for Maria Agapova. That's going to be my predictions for that fight night. Let me know about your recap for UFC 252, your predictions for this card. And um, that's all I can say. Listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Join my Patreon if you want the video to these recap shows. All the money goes to charity and have a good day. I'll see you next time.